Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome Solar Warrior. This is a rare and special opportunity for a live, and this is almost near real time live as we just produced these daily roundup episodes within the last 12 hours. The one that you're going to hear was just produced the evening before, and I hope that you are getting ready to enjoy the RE Plus show. Or if it's already uh, time for the show to have come to a conclusion and you are just sort of catching up, I hope that you are enjoying the conversation that we've had here. These daily roundups give you insight into what is happening at the show. It's the sentiment at the show. How are some of the folks that we think are more tapped in to the happenings at the show? How are they seeing the show unfold? What should you be looking forward to if you happen to be listening to this in time to leverage this information for yourself ahead of planning each day as you go, as we'll be publishing these before the day fully gets rolling. But at the very least, it's a view for you into the trends and the conversations unfolding and unfurling before us here in Anaheim at the RE Plus 2022 conference, formerly SPI. Hope that you enjoy these and stick around for more. If you are here in Anaheim, please come by and see us at the Media Zone. It is booth 438. It is right across from Hyundai, Umco, and Talison. Really easy to find right in the show, right in the main part of the show floor. You can, of course, watch us stream live from the Power Up Media Zone at suncast.live. And you can check out the entire agenda for all the work we're doing at the Media Zone at re-plus.com forward slash Media Zone. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Power Up Media Zone. My name is Nico Johnson. I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Josh Porter, for our daily roundup. Josh, how you doing? Excellent. It's been a great day on the show floor. Lots of amazing people, some crazy technology innovations. I mean, where, you know, where else would I like to be? <laughs> this is it. I can tell you it's close to the end of the day because our end of show because I'm <laughs> drinking a beer, which is not something I normally do on the job. This Power Up Media Zone is produced by Suncast Media and presented by Fluence. We're so grateful for those who help us make this entire space possible for all of you to inhabit, to enjoy. I want to thank Tor and the Tweet Up for providing beverages for our final uh, or for our middle of the show daily roundup. The nice. beer is quite tasty. Yeah, check that out. It's an IPA, something tasty. It's, yeah. Huh? Good stuff. Yeah, I, I thought for a second you said it's not that tasty. No, I said it's very tasty as an IPA. It's you know very, what I mean? Yeah. It could be a Bud Light or something. Exactly. Or a no, Light. no, you guys went the high tweet end. Up, tweet up's high end. <laughs> tweet up's high end. Josh, tell me, what did you and Jason spend the most time on today on the show floor? Yeah, it's been jamming from booth to booth, from company to company. Met some amazing uh, organizations, checking out their innovations from Enphase to Sonin to uh, all, all different great groups. We stopped by Emerge Alliance, checked out. The theater there, the Grid Edge Theater, they actually have DC 
appliances, which is bonkers. I mean, <laughs> really just some amazing technological innovations out there. Obviously, the energy on the show floor is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I just heard someone say a pent-up solar aggression. is <laughs> like people are just dying to let it out. And then, of course, there was a lot of innovation over the last three years since we saw each other, right, last. Yeah. And some of the things actually – you know, they, they, I'm always amazed how – I continue to be completely surprised yeah. by the innovation steps that are happening in these different companies. So, yeah, it's, it's great. I finally get a chance to actually walk around the show floor. And, uh, yeah, the vibe is incredible. I mean, I've been really impressed with how the brands have taken a step up. I feel like literally the vertical height of the booths is a lot more. You can't see across the show floor. Yeah. But also there is a step up. If you look at, like, the Longy booth, for example, it's, it feels very inviting. Feels a lot, I think the show is starting to feel a lot more consumer-friendly and, wow. and, and European, as it were. Feels a lot more like if you're walking through you know, Intersolar Munich ah, than, yeah. than, than, I've than had SPIs. Yeah, than SPIs of old. It's big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's big. It's professional. This industry is, uh, is outside of the teenage zone. We're moving into the, uh, to adulthood, and we're kind of, you know, we, we think of ourselves in mature, I think, terms right so yeah. it's like it's definitely growing there's some uh some awesome people and awesome innovations out there no doubt about it well let's bring up our first guest our first guest today is mr rob massenter of redo energy let's see if rob is around there he is i didn't tell him he was first but we're gonna bring rob up first hey, rob. and uh, while rob comes up he's at a company called redo energy transforming greenfield brownfield and industrial lands into utility scale clean energy infrastructure oh, check that out yeah Utility scale solar development, and he's a oh, he's a former AES guy. So. Uh oh, uh oh, the muscles here. Here we go, Rob. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, Nico. Hey, man. I'm really curious. As a developer, you have a different agenda than other folks. What's the vibe right now as you walk the show floor? You know, you've you've now launched uh, Redo, and you uh, you've definitely walked this show floor on under other banners. So how how have you seen? What do you experience right now as a developer? That's a great point. It feels so good, actually, to be a developer, to be at, at this point in the sort of value chain of, you know, the creativity of mm. creating projects. This is my eighth SPI show. Wow. And I've been here, well, re, sorry, RE plus, correction. Right. <laughs> I've been here as a manufacturer in the equipment space. I've been here as an operator with an independent power producer where, you yeah. know, I was procuring and building and owning and operating. And developer is, you know, the creative sort of early start of it all. Yeah. And, the, and the buzz is just great. Amazing. The developers are, I've, you know, I think most of the developers are asking a lot of questions around the IRA. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what it means for a developer that we've got this Inflation Reduction Act, uh, especially given that you come from the utility scale side of the business. I've talked to a lot of folks around residential and CNI. I'd love to hear your perspective. Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Blast Here off. We go. I mean, there's a lot of um, a lot of like uncertainty and unknowns and what to do in terms of solar and storage and are they together? Are they separate? But for sure, I mean, this is a huge boost and just a very positive outcome for the whole industry, and it's going to definitely drive the volume of deployment that you know was a base case before this thing passed. I mean, solar alone, we're looking at. 30 gigawatts of annual deployment uh, mm. expectations for the second half of the decade per year. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible. Amazing. Un unbelievable. What can we say? Nico was just pointing to this question with ITC, for, you know, with the standalone storage. What can we talk about in terms of that? I mean, that really is a game changer, right? 
You no longer have to pair uh, generation with storage. You actually can go after the storage alone. That's uh, where, where is that going to fit, fit into the overall you know prospectus? I think that's why people are, are are scratching their head a little bit, like what to do. I mean, the the sort of chessboard just changed a little bit. The playbook just changed a little bit. But I mean, the flexibility, right, of not having to pair solar with storage just to get a financial credit, but instead to have the flexibility to you know build a solar project where solar alone makes sense. The flexibility to uh, deploy storage into the, the grid where it makes sense and still, you know, be able to, to leverage uh, the, the ITC on that. You know, even for solar right now, the, the concept of a PTC for solar is game changing. And it's going to be, you know, people are going to look at that and say, you know, do I do PTC for solar in one market, but ITC in another? Right, right. A lot of decisions. It's exciting because you're no longer hamstringed and you're able to actually alleviate some of the pressures on the grid with that kind of a strategy, right? I think it's going to actually, in some ways, I mean, clean energy deployment on the grid represents challenges in that, is there enough transmission? Mm -hmm. How will right. it be built out? What will be the bottleneck? Where will the bottleneck shift to? But um, yeah, being able to put more storage on the grid is very important, right? To integrate renewables ultimately and improve yeah. power quality, for sure. Where do you fit in the construct of developer? Kind of like a pure play developer, greenfield, or obviously brownfield, and uh, up to uh, flipping the asset to a next era type. How are you thinking about the development right now? And, and did the IRA change the way that you are, are maybe going to approach your, your market? The IRA just is, it's, you know, some people have used the analogy of gasoline on fire, yeah. right? I mean, it's just going to uh, drive a lot more deployment that much faster because there's yeah. that much capital yeah. that wants to come into this market. We're a early and mid-stage developer as okay. we do. And I think, you know, one of the things to, to think about in development is where, where are your core competencies? Where are you really good? What's your differential advantage? And, you know, our differential advantage, we think, is in picking excellent markets, citing good projects, and moving them forward through a mid-stage of development. Yeah. But the cost of capital when it comes to procuring equipment and construction, which I've done as an IPP, it's just a different game. Yeah. So that's where you know, bigger IPPs come into play, and they're, they're, they're quite interested in uh, pipeline. Yeah. Now, I mean, pipeline is going to be ever important. We just saw AES buy community energy. Right. Yep. So it's uh, and it's all about pipeline, not about uh, contracts. Yeah. So uh, we want to talk a little bit about price hikes and about polysilicon and kind of like where it's all going right now. What are we learning about that? It is a that's a great question and uh, <laughs> one that you know I don't have a great answer for. I mean, I think that um, we got some relief when when Biden put the brakes on you know the the. Uh, investigation yeah. for two years that was needed because that really you know choked the whole industry yeah. right now. I mean, I, I think the whole supply chain is going to shift from you know China centric to other markets and including the U.S. Unfortunately, the IRA pro provides a lot of manufacturing tax incentives, so we'll right. see a lot of people pushing to develop manufacturing capacity in the U.S. That's going to be important. So do you think it'll be a substantial percentage of overall kind of global manufacturing here in the U.S.? Yeah, but I think it's going to take like a decade. A decade, right? right? It's a long-term shift. Wow. And, and, you know, I don't think that it means price reductions for, you know, materials, right, that, that get integrated into these projects, and we just need to be prepared for that. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just a reality, yeah. right? But you know, the security of having it here in the U.S. is huge. The security, right? That's the language. Yeah, it is. I mean, when have we, we we've had to start to think about uh, production of PV from the perspective of a national energy security mindset? I mean, that's just unbelievable. Who would have thought? If you use that language, you know, five years ago, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right <laughs> now, that's like you know, absolutely critical. Yeah, and we have to control it, and we have to know that you know, increasing electrification, increasing use of the grid is huge, and even on the, you know, like cyber, right? I mean, how, protecting the grid from a national right. security perspective. So there's just all kinds of things, things, of, things to think through in terms of you know, development quality and ultimately operational quality. Rob, really appreciate your opinion. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy evening. I know everybody's getting ready to go to dinners and parties. And I uh, appreciate being able to dip into the well of wisdom that you provide. Yeah, thanks, guys, for the opportunity thanks to chat. Much. Thanks, Have Rob Masters. Great rest of the show. Energy, everyone. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, next up, we've got Eric Rubenstein from Leyline Capital. Leyline Renewable Capital provides capital for the growing renewable energy markets. And Eric is the EVP and Chief Investment Officer. He's also a fellow Duramite. I'm just going to call that out. Eric happens to live practically on my block in Durham, so it's uh, nice to see you all the way over here. Whoa. It's like, uh, no, he's also a tall drink of water. Hey, uh, <laughs> so am I the closest living guest you've ever had? I think you are. All right. Yeah, Wait, yeah. you are the guest who lives closest yeah, to yeah. me. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys yeah, are yeah. from the same hood Tech. back in Durham. Yeah, yeah like like less than five doors down yeah, probably less like, than a half like a mile. across the street up the yeah. street yeah yeah, yeah. So. Our, my, my buddy blake was also here and i hadn't seen him in three or four months and we have to fly across the country to see each other that's what <laughs> happens in durham because it's so so big nice. yeah yeah small hey, town and eric it's your first spi it is re plus but yeah you know i won't let the new guy correct you <laughs> but uh yeah that's right <laughs> he's like spi what's that yeah, i've never yeah, even heard yeah, of that yeah, before yeah yeah you know, does, it, does it feel a little like a baptism yeah a little bit uh i uh you know i started at silicon ranch they used to keep me in the back doing oh, tax cool. equity and 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 wouldn't let me out to see the light of day so <laughs> i'm pretty pumped to 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 be this out is the here world of renewable yeah energies. yeah 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 all these people all these lights yeah, and and i'm on the big stage so thanks thanks for having me <laughs> indeed yeah. kid in the candy store yeah. well what are you seeing what are you hearing how's the show feel for you it's your first time i would like to I'd like to kind of peer through the lens of someone that's a virgin to RE+. <laughs> that's a unique perspective. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, the floor's pretty wild. Today, like the last 10 minutes are my first time on the floor. So, really? So, yeah. We've, oh, wow. We've just been taking meetings upstairs. Uh, so, But I would say the big themes for us are just, you know, how are we going to get enough greenfield development out there? Um, you know, when you think about the scale of IRA, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty massive. And I'm just... My worry is just we don't have actually enough development, and we also yeah. just the ISOs, the RTOs. Like I, I'm just worried about their capacity to handle what's coming. So it's it's sort of a two prong problem. Yeah. You know, Eric. For those who might not uh, know Leyline Capital, it's not a brand that maybe folks have heard yeah. before. Could you tell folks where do you sit in the capital stack? Like yeah. How do you help facilitate sure. projects? Yeah, so we're a pre-NTP funder. So mm. before start of construction, okay. uh, we'll come in, we'll so lend money, capital. development capital, okay. uh, everywhere from you know just sort of a business plan yeah. all the way up to fully developed projects that needs deposits uh, before yeah. they go sell it. So um, we've got... Uh, a lot of pools of capital, and, and, and we're pretty excited to, to fund this revolution. 
What's the trigger point for when someone would call a ley line into a project? Yeah, so it kind of depends, but I would say, you know, when you need capital. So we'll typically come in historically at uh, land control and we will uh, fund a portfolio of projects with a credit product. But sometimes it's just folks in a pinch, late stage. They need a lot of capital quickly. I like to say we're developer by DNA. So we can quickly underwrite a project and lend, you know, $50 million plus uh, on pretty quick turnaround. So uh, we did that for our buddy Sheldon at Intersect a couple of years ago. We did that for some other folks recently earlier this year, but it's all about just getting these projects done and, and getting to NTP. So you get, a, you get a chance to really look into what it takes to keep a project moving along. I mean, what are some of the biggest obstacles to, to moving something along quickly? I mean, number one is capital. That's <laughs> why we exist, right? I, it, it, it takes a lot of money to get these projects done, uh, especially these big utility scale projects. But I would say the number one thing after that is just execution. You know, just just a dedicated team, high quality. They've done it before, and we can really trust them to to know what they're doing along the way. Yeah. Eric, anything uh, surprised you about the conversations you've engaged in over the last uh, couple of days? You know, I think for me, just how much activity may be coming down the pike in uh, in like. Uh, DGC and I sort yeah. of smaller scale. Um, I think there's been some innovations there to try to scale those and, and sort of catch up with Resi and utility. Yeah, and, and and kind of Definitely. interested in seeing, you know, what what can happen there. You mean on like the the funding front of C and I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can, can, can we scale the funding? You know, it's it's pretty hand to hand combat down there at, at sort of that small scale, and and they haven't really crack the code like Resi has. Um, and if we can do that, then it's it's another on-ramp for sort of trying to get to the scale that we're trying to get to, you know, in the wake of the IRA bill. Well, Eric Rubenstein, I appreciate yeah, you yeah. joining us. Yeah. Eric is the Thanks, EVP guys. and Chief Investment Officer for Leyline Capital and my compatriot from Durham. Good yeah. to see you. We'll yeah. see you back home. You too. All right, Cheers, guys. <laughs> yeah, man. Good to meet you. Have you been curious about utility-scale storage? SunGrow's revolutionary liquid-cooled solution is revolutionizing the storage landscape. Its built-in DC-to-DC coupling combined with other features like higher energy density and 3% slower battery degradation make it a robust solution that companies nationwide are choosing. You can learn more about this innovative solution by SunGrow by visiting mysuncast.com forward slash SunGrow. Hey, Sunshine, clouds got you down? It doesn't have to be that way. Leading solar enterprises around the world are making the most of their investments in Sunshine with Solar Anywhere, the data and intelligence service from Clean Power Research. Whether you're designing or operating solar assets, Solar Anywhere helps you reduce project risk and improve performance benchmarking. Learn more at mysuncast.com forward slash solar anywhere. Josh, it's a, it's fun to talk to these developers and get a sense of like what they how they're thinking about Heck summing yeah. up what's happening. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's really interesting to hear them say that the uh, the CNI space is an area of particular uh, kind yeah. of you know movement. Uh, I certainly have seen those uh, releases recently about yeah. the new organizations going after that. And, you know, back in the day, we used to call that the donut hole. 
don't right. know if you ever heard that term. Tell the me donut about hole. It. And it was like, it was just basically an, uh, not impossible, but darn near impossible to get <laughs> something funded. You know, sub million dollar yeah. kind of territory, you know, multi hundred kilowatt kind of like this business over here wants to get right. solar. And why, why can you do it for resi? And guys are doing it at the utility level, Correct. but you can't do it at yeah. the small business level, which should be a no brainer. You yeah. just couldn't get it funded. You know, it was all really slow bank stuff, right? Yeah. And maybe, so it's happening. Maybe we'll ask, ask our next guest how money flows. Mr. Josh Beck and Rachel are going to come up from BCI in full tilt. All right, here they are. I love oh it. Love it. We got the beards versus no beards side of the table. It is. I'm out of beer. Somebody bring me a beer. <laughs> beers and beards. Yeah. Oh, beards. I is thought you beard? said beards. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I'd love to. I could introduce you, but why don't you, uh, you and Rachel, introduce yourselves? Let's start with Rachel. Yes. Yeah. So I'm Rachel Sheridan. Uh, I'm, yeah, Rachel Sheridan from, I, I work at Full Tilt, I'm the vice president of projects there, so I'm focused on the project management side of things, you know, delivering projects and through installation. Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm Josh Beck, I'm chief investment officer at BCI Technology Investments and VP of BizDev at Full Tilt. Oh, these yes. These guys roll out right. a next generation uh, system here. Josh, I'm going to ask you to treat that microphone like an ice cream cone. You got Get it, in there and you got lick it, it if you need to. Right? We can't hear you right. talking back away from the mic like that. <laughs> After hours party. I love it. Yeah. All right. So what most people don't know about Josh and Rachel is that they come from Steeltown. That's right. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. City of champions. Hey! Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And what just happened in Pittsburgh? Well, yes. apart from the clean, clean energy, Jigger Shaw, Fiesta. Yeah. We got a, quite a clean energy summit going on in Pittsburgh this week. Yep. Um, we got 38 different energy ministers oh, in wow. Pittsburgh, all talking about uh, the climate accords and how to move forward with a renewable energy future and how that all relates with the Inflation Reduction Act, which is really exciting. Yep. Um, a lot of them are at our facility this, uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, we actually, over the last year, have done some really exciting things at BCI in terms of uh, picking up one of our international manufacturing operations yep. and uh, moving all the capital equipment to Pittsburgh. So Whoa. we uh, took over a, a 100-year-old Bethlehem steel plant yeah. uh, on the same kind of larger complex that used to make uh, landing crafts for, for the D-Day invasion and everything. Whoa. It's so cool to see the history of transformation. Yeah, from from uh, war effort all the way to the renewable energy war effort, right? Yeah, and so uh, now we're making uh, we're making tracker products. We're making multi gigawatts a year uh, yeah. right off the Ohio River. No faster way to get things into the Midwest. Uh, you know, five days via barge. It's amazing. So, you know, we were really pressured to to uh, to get closer to the customers, lower logistics cost, and as we know, like man, no one can afford to have a container ship stuck in L.A. Harbor for five months anymore. All right. right? So, what did you have to do? To, all I want to know is, what did you have to do to get Granholm to come down to Pittsburgh and <laughs> yeah. like, create a little video? And yeah, we had the off. Secretary of Energy visit us. You know that that definitely. Uh, you know that we we poured some uh, um, uh, Dan Sugar on on that. <laughs> which definitely helps. Yeah, which definitely helped the situation a lot. So we're making nice. a lot of next tracker product out of that facility, as you can imagine. Uh, you know, I think that the the Secretary of Energy and the White House is uh, really committed to this onshoring process, yeah. as we've seen with the IRA and everything. We're really excited to build this out. And yeah. what we're seeing here is the formation of BCI has quickly become the largest manufacturing facility on the East Coast for utility Whoa. scale solar tracking. And that's just really exciting to take something old 
make it new again. And it's just such an exciting city, a uh, story of, of redevelopment across the industry. The whole, I mean, the whole idea of, of manufacturing in the United States, you know, we, Jay and I were just at the, uh, at the Rouge plant in Detroit. Yeah. And so, of course, the launch of the F-150 Lightning and, the, and then the, all the history that's there so cool. with, you know, the, just basically the birth of the middle class, yeah. the ability for people to buy these things. I mean, it's, it right. seems like uh, we're seeing this again now. That's I, I don't know about true. this. So I'm, I'm legitimately like, whoa, I'm surprised. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> similar story. You know, that facility that you just mentioned, Josh, is, uh, yeah, I think it was like it, one out of every five bombers was built in that right. exact facility. Amazing. You wow. know what I mean? So uh, we're seeing all of this like rebirth of a war effort. Now it's a war on, on you know, like uh, the American uh, recreating the American energy grid. And, and what an exciting time to be in the energy industry. And I'd just like to point out one thing with Rachel here. What an amazing time to have these just incredibly talented women joining our industry Indeed. as well. Absolutely. You know? And it's so great to see these, well, these talented engineers joining us. Yeah, you mentioned the war effort, and the battleground is talent, actually. Yeah. Yes. And I've, I was watching, I don't know how many know, but the Full Tilt booth is just on the other side of this wall here. So they're buffeted by our <laughs> wall. They don't have to like the Hyundai folks. They're listening to us all day long. But I was watching Rachel field barrage after barrage. I was talking to Matt. And it was like, she was just like, you know, standing, I don't know how you even got, went to the bathroom all day. It's, it's busy. Yeah. We've been hit with lots of, you know, lots of interest in the product. Yeah. So um, it's been great. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're the infantry over there. What are some <laughs> of the interesting conversations that you're hearing from folks as they're, I'm, I'm really curious, how are folks approaching conversations at a booth? especially one like yours, which is really focused on infrastructure. Yeah. So a couple different things that I found really interesting through conversations today. Um, one thing is that, uh, you know, small projects, it seems like, you know, in a similar geographical area, we're starting to talk about grouping them together Okay. in terms uh, of like manufacturing, supply chain oh, delivery, wow. yeah. um, you know, a- across Across developers or for one? Uh, with, with one developer. One okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so instead of, you know, handling them as separate projects and oh, maybe wow. different timelines, just How grouping them together and delivering those, you know. Got it, like because all. it's going all the way back to the steel purchase, not mm-hmm. just Absolutely. The, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. so purchase. streamlining that, yeah, grouping that together to, you know, mm-hmm. get efficiencies mm-hmm. throughout the supply chain. So much of that onshoring process is... Who can buy the steel the best, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Who can buy in bulk, right? And so, like, where, where in years past at SPI and now Re, Re Plus, you know, a lot of people said, oh, I don't do sub mm-hmm. one megawatt projects. I don't do this. Now we're seeing a lot of people more creatively saying, like, hey, I've got, I've got 200 one megawatt projects. Yeah. Can I actually get something that's uniform enough with the same kind of wind codes, with, a, with a, the, the same kind of uh, tolerances? And uh, let's do this as a package deal. Yeah. And I think that that's exactly the way to look at this. Everyone's going big, mm-hmm. and it's it's great to see. Wow, where does it go from here? I mean, what's it look mm. like in the future? I mean, you just just launched <laughs> yeah. this, so what's the yeah. next step? Yeah, Rachel, why don't you talk about the the tracker and uh, ground mount integration? Yeah, so that's another thing that we're yeah we're starting to hear about. So you know, tracker sites a lot of times you know maybe on the outside there's some unusable you know uh, ah. steep terrain and things like that. So it's interesting. There's talk of starting to put fixed tilt systems, you know, on the exterior of, of tracker sites. Yeah. So that could be huge. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of those collaborations and strategic partnerships between ground mount systems and and tracker systems because they're like, hey, you know, if, if you can have 200 megawatts in a valley with minimal site prep and, and mm-hmm. earth moving. Well, and you can supersize that with an extra 50 to 100 megawatts around the barrier where no housing development wants to go in. Man, that's gravy. <laughs> Gravy indeed. 
Josh and Rachel, really glad to have a chance to chat with you guys. Such energy. I wish I could have gone and, and sat with you more at your booth, but thank you for coming to share with us, especially about what's happening in Pittsburgh and the rebirth of our steel industry here, reshoring this technology back to the United States. Yeah, Sounds thanks good. so much for having us. Keep it up, Solar <laughs> Warriors. Thank you for all the work you do here. <laughs> nice. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, guys. You did great on your first podcast, Rachel. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Well, Josh, we're wrapping up here on day two of the show. Yeah. There's a, uh, what do they call the area out where like uh, SMA and SPAN and, uh, and K2 oh, are? Oh, like the front zone? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the name of it is. Okay. The, we'll call the it pavilion, on the front. The, the walk, pavilion. The it is area. the pavilion. <laughs> there is a party in the pavilion today, and, and that is one thing that folks can go and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's day three. It kind of feels like day three, everybody comes a little more relaxed. You know, I uh, I was thinking about it actually today because we're out here, we're jamming, we're talking with everybody and all all across the floors. And I was uh, I was planning to go out and relax. Then I was like, hang on a second, I only got half a day left. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of thought to myself, how do I stack it? It's yeah. actually the thought I had. I've, you know what I thought about? I have no swag for my children. <laughs> how am I going to walk this show floor and get some swag for my kids? I have three three small kids. Right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But yeah, we've got uh, another half a day of content here, and we'll see you back at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Don't be late, oh, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Can you help me be here at 12.45 tomorrow? 1 p.m., we've got the last daily roundup. Is there anything, uh, is there anything else in particular tomorrow? Like, what's the last thing you're going to try to cover on the show floor? Jeez Louise. I don't know. I mean, we're just basically trying to – we've seen such innovation in the Solar Plus battery area. Yeah. Uh, we saw some amazing uh, carports and some – really cool EV uh, charging stuff and people kind of pioneering. I mean, I don't know. We're just going to get out there and try to ferret out those little last bits of innovation that we didn't get a chance to, to record yet. So, you know, I don't know. I'm envious that you've got a Jason to follow along and help you stay organized. <laughs> he does a lot more than that. But yeah, he definitely keeps me going. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, well, we've got a, you know, we still have one thing to remind folks is it's day three, but we still have a full lineup of education. There's some of the, like, there's some really interesting education. You can see that at re-plus.com and look at the schedule. There's a full schedule, not just the Power Up Media Zone, but all of the different stages across the Expo Hall. There is a tremendous amount of knowledge being shared in all of the theaters and in the full conference that they've saved for the last day. So, so as to make it interesting and keep people around. I know that some, some folks are going home today, but I want to encourage you. Take a look at the schedule tonight and see where or today and see where you want to expend your energy. But for sure, if you haven't had a chance to really walk the show floor, it's the last day. Just pick a grid. Pick one area that you're particularly interested in. Walking, I can tell you, it it takes about eight to ten minutes to walk from one end to the other, especially if you know folks. And uh, I would suggest that you just pick a place where you want to learn and go lean in there. And hopefully it's a place that's got good swag so your children will think that you spent your time wisely. And uh, otherwise, it's the last day of the show, which is today as folks are listening to this on the podcast. But it's the last day of the show tomorrow. So make the most of it. Josh, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, similar to what you were just saying, you know, you, you sit down and you talk, maybe there are people that you've known companies, but that you've worked with in the past, but you know, there's been basically three years elapsed yeah. since we saw them last. So the innovation that they've kind of realized through that time period can be bonkers, yes. right? I mean, you're like, whoa, in three years, these really brilliant people, yeah. passionate people in this industry can do a tremendous amount. Yeah. And, and, and some of the things just surprised me. I was like, whoa, I can't believe you got that. That actually is yeah. where you're at. Here's what I would encourage folks to 
stay long enough to develop a relationship, but short enough that you still have time to go to other places. Because it's easy to get caught in a booth and like you're really interested in treating the technology. But get someone's card, build a relationship, build that bridge, get a hook that you can follow up on, and then set up a call following up. Right. It Don't, doesn't all have to happen that's right, right here. It doesn't all yeah. have to happen right in the booth. And I think that's where folks make a mistake. They'll stay in one booth for 20, 30 minutes. And really, as a percentage of your day, that is a huge commitment. Right. No, it's a great true dad, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great uh, way to look at it because this is a community that you want to you know, be able to extend outwards to and be able to actually touch a lot of people and because a lot of companies. And then if you spend all your time, you know, hanging out with your, your homeboys that you know from previous that's years, right. that's then right. You're going to miss some opportunities. Absolutely. So yeah, do it. I agree. Well, folks, this is the wrap on our third or our yeah, third. Cause we did one on Monday. Yeah, that's right. Our third daily roundup. This is day two of RE plus 22 here in Anaheim. This is the power of media zone produced by Suncast media and presented by fluence. I still have to read this little paper that I have. Do it. We are also live streaming. Thank you to those of you who are watching on suncast.live. I hope you've bookmarked it so that you can take us on the go. I also want to thank our supporting sponsors, AES, Aurora, SMA, Solreet, and SunGrow. And certainly thank our media, our streaming sponsors, SunGrow and Tygo, for helping us take this around the world. And to the, uh, the, the Jumbotron. And which is which blows my mind. I got a picture this morning that I was on the jumbotron. <laughs> I've seen your face on the jumbotron. This is, I mean, just the word jumbotron. I think there's a whole other business in jumbotron media. There is, right? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, we need to figure out how the to solar jumbotron the, company. How to, yeah, exactly. We need to leverage the, the jumbotron. <laughs> We're super grateful for all the companies that have supported, including Leyline Capital for the daily roundup and iSun for our daily morning show. Don't miss it tomorrow. Live with Julia and Nico. We'll kick it off at 9 a.m. for our final. Daily morning show presented by Eisen. Thanks to the folks at Leyline Capital for helping us put on this daily roundup each and every day. It also comes live to you, as you maybe are hearing right now, on the Suncast podcast, fresh every morning within 12 hours of recording. That's called near-time publishing. There you go. (laughs) Just-in-time publishing. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. folks. Thank you once again for tuning in. This has been the Daily Roundup segment of our show that is broadcast live from the RE Plus 22 show in Anaheim, California. I hope that you will continue to tune in as we are broadcasting live from the show floor. If you're here in Anaheim, once again, I'd remind you to come by and check us out at booth 438. It is right in the middle of the show floor. And we are also live streaming to www.suncast.live. And I hope that you will check out the agenda for the show as well. You can check that out at re-plus.com forward slash media zone. It's a lot of alphabet soup of URL. So I hope that the very least if you're at the show, come by and check us out. But take us on the go if you can't stop by. Again, that's suncast.live. I want to thank those who helped make this show possible. In particular, it's presented by Fluence. And we have some amazing supporting sponsors. I hope that you all enjoyed this daily roundup and that you'll tune in for the successive daily roundups and for the replays that we have coming of all the live and the wonderful conversations we're having with industry leaders about what's happening, not just here on the show floor, but in the industry at large. And if you are new to listening, I would encourage you to check out the more than 500 amazing founder stories and startup advice throughout our clean tech journey as I've cataloged it all over the last seven years on our podcast called Suncast. You can find out more about Suncast and 
the many, many founders and C-suite and frontline folks who are helping build the clean tech economy. If you go to mysuncast.com and subscribe in whatever podcast player you like. We have a lot of folks that subscribe through Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, but I encourage you to check out the podcast, mysuncast.com. And again, watch the live stream to hear and see more of the content that we're producing right here from Anaheim. Thank you for joining us. You can find more at suncast.live or right here on the show floor. See you next time.